Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing some of the great investments of all time that have never paid off. Mike, I thought it might be interesting today to talk about some of the investments or asset classes or, uh, you know, different pieces of the market that look like great investments, but really aren't. So when, when, when I start to compile the list, what's the one thing that comes to your mind? Well, you know, it was funny. I was watching Back to the Future on uh, TV last week. And you always thought, wow, wouldn't that be neat? If I had a time machine and I could, could know exactly what was going on, I could be worth so much money. If I knew the directions and things were going to exist and I could take advantage of them, how well would I do? And when you take that back and you, you start to look at some different areas, let's start off with the most, the most outright easy example. What's changed the world more than anything in the last 150 years? Probably airlines, right? Airplanes. We used to have to take, like to go to Europe. It used to be, you know, you, you leave, uh, you leave here and it'd be a, a month later. You have a different family when you got to Europe. <laughs> now we have on a plane and we can travel the world. So it's brought the world together incredibly. And if we looked at the times from the Wright brothers flew the first airplane, I think it was at the end of the 1800s. From then to now, there has not been a single penny cumulatively made on airline flight. So you think this changed the world, there'd be mass amounts of money in this. But no, there wasn't, there hasn't been. Think of all the companies, think of large companies, look at Pan Am. Whenever I watch old movies, I always see Pan Am is in the middle. It was the biggest airline in the world, Pan America. It doesn't exist. Think of Air Canada and how many times Air Canada has been bankrupt. How many times has the government had to take Air Canada off the bottom of the floor and try to revive them back to still become an airline so Canada can have a national airline? Even going to the producers of airplanes, you know, if you look at the struggles in Canada, we have Bombardier. I think did Havilland and Bombardier almost merge together at one point. But, but think of where that stood, all these different airline manufacturers, a tremendous struggle. So, so even if they were the best airline out there, rarely did it lead to financial success. At some point, they either went bankrupt or needed to be bailed out or they, or they, or they just disappeared completely off the face of the earth. So one of the devices that hasn't been around that long are, are cell phones. You know, what's the history of, of cell phones? You know, are the cell phones, the first companies that got into that cell phone market, have they been a good investment? Well, remember the original Motorola's, the big car phones, right? They, I think every cell phone that first came out was a Motorola. And Motorola is barely in that industry anymore. In Canada, we had BlackBerry. BlackBerry were one of the best cell phones on the marketplace. They've gone, you know, they, they barely exist today in the marketplace. Uh, they've gone bankrupt. There's still some remnant of them out there, but they're not a going concern. Nokia was at one point, I think a half of Finland's marketplace. It was. And Remember that? The problem with investing in Finland is they had this cell phone company that made up half of their stock market, kind of like, you know, we had with Nortel in Canada. 
Yeah. And Nokia, they're not even in competition anymore. You know, now it's owned by BlackBerry and Samsung and those different companies have all taken that over. So airlines haven't been a good investment. Cell phones haven't been a good investment. What about photography? Has that, you know, how have those photography companies been? Who is the leader in that? And are they still around? You know, so you, you look at uh, how photography has changed. Digital photography has made photographs increase. I don't even know the numbers. I wouldn't even want to, with how many pictures people take with digital photography compared to what they used to do with film. I don't think there's even a number that could explain it. <laughs> I mean, I think my wife takes a hundred pictures a day. <laughs> so it, it's a massive expansion that industry of photography and the company that invented digital photography was Kodak. Kodak went bankrupt five years ago, you know, and, and they were on the forefront of digital photography and they didn't make it. Now, how can that possibly happen? It is interesting, you know, when you look today, you know, the, the photography companies that really are the stars is, is, you know, maybe Apple. Right. And, and, and things like that, where they've tied that photography into the cell phone. Those are the companies that have actually done pretty well. But lots of those have gone bankrupt along the way. Yeah. You know, Apple became the biggest watch producer within about three months after they introduced the Apple Watch over every other watch company. Rolex, everyone fell second to Apple. It's pretty amazing. So let's talk about some more recent examples. I, I think of pot stocks. Let's go back to a few years ago. We heard that Canada was going to legalize marijuana. And suddenly we had all of these pot companies that were Canadian owned, Canadian made, and it was going to change everything. You were going to be able to smoke pot wherever you wanted. You were going to be able to use all the different products that come from marijuana, uh, whether it's going to be drinks infused with CBD or gummy bears that are infused with CBD or THC. And it looked like such a huge profitable area with a ton of demand because suddenly now it wasn't illegal. It was going to be legal to have these things. It's going to solve the Canadian deficit. And at the end of the day, I don't think that many more people are smoking pot or using gummies than before. Maybe it's up 20% but it really hasn't changed the market. If you wanted pot before, there was an illegal way of getting it. Today, you can grow your own. So those pot stocks have not been a great investment. And yet they were all the rage for, for the longest time. Yeah, the stores have popped up everywhere. I mean, there's tons of stores in every corner now, but the, the supply chain of all these different companies that were gonna supply the pot to them haven't done that well. Our youngest, Lily, uh, had to go, she was going to Dalhousie for her first year. So we're out in Nova Scotia and we're, we had to go into quarantine for the first two weeks, but we're, we were able to go out and pick up our groceries and stuff like that. And we ended up going into this little plaza and this plaza had 10 stores. Four of those stores were vape stores, four of them. Like, why do you need four? And this is in a small town. It just didn't make any sense. What, what are some of the other areas that have, have done poorly that we thought were going to be the, the best thing coming? If you look at other, if we go back to the late 90s, as the internet started to become readily available, the dot-com stocks uh, started. And there was a tremendous run. They made so much money so quickly. They were up by 500, 1,000% within a year. 
And the whole world was moving toward using the internet for everything. And everyone was right. The world did move that way. We do use the internet for everything. But all those companies that came out in the late 90s don't exist now. The, the stock value in the year 2000 fell so far, they all just disappeared and went bankrupt. So yes, the internet has changed the world. We have changed how we do everything. But a lot of those companies didn't have any type of meat to them and they don't exist anymore. Okay, Mike, you know, we've covered some, some obvious ones, but surely automobiles have been a great investment. Like they're, they are the most amazing thing. We, we love our cars. Some people have two, three, some people even have 10 cars. Uh, they, they almost have as many cars as you have guitars. Have, I, have automobiles been a good investment? It was funny. I was driving by my neighbor's house and he has this old Studebaker sitting there. <laughs> and I was trying to explain to my son what a Studebaker was. <laughs> you know, here is a, a stunning number. In North America, there are only two car companies that have not gone bankrupt. And what do you think they are? Well, You're driving one. <laughs> Tesla? Tesla's one of them. It hasn't gone bankrupt yet. It hasn't gone bankrupt yet anyway. And no, Ford has been on the brink of it many times. And many people have said technically it was bank, but Ford has managed to live a life without a bankruptcy. But it probably hasn't been a great investment over all those years. It, it's had some rough times, but every other company in North America the thousands that have been startups and started to make cars have all went bankrupt. Okay, so we've covered some amazing products. We've covered their track record. There's a lot of losers out there. If you were to look at the marketplace today, what's all the rage? And what do you think may end up facing similar results down the road? What would be your first choice? The obvious one that we're looking at right now is crypto. Don't know. It's one of those ones I always sit back could be something special. But again, what we're seeing is a similar situation that we saw with the pot stocks, with the automobiles, with the airlines. What, it, they start off being a unique, amazing idea, and then competition hits them. And when the competition hits, it really devalues. Maybe a few of them are going to survive this. But we know for, I'll give you a few facts, not all cryptocurrencies are going to survive. We know that. There's going to be some that come out and continue to exist and will carry on in the future, but not every cryptocurrency that comes out is going to be around a thousand years from now. So that's an obvious one. And we're going to see the competition and see how that unfolds. And even if they survive, it doesn't mean they'll have been a great investment. Like all we see today is that, you know, it started at, you know, whatever, a dollar or a thousand dollars. And today it's $40,000. So right now it looks like it's a great investment. Is it a great long-term investment for Bitcoin? Who knows? No one knows. Yeah, the idea, we talked about Ford. If you had Ford for certain periods in time, you made great money on them. But the problem is at the time, Ford was obviously a leader, but there was another, you know, 100 companies that were close to as good as Ford, which you could invest at the time and would have lost all your money. It was very tough to differentiate them at the time. You know, Chrysler, there was Ford, there was Chrysler. Look at all the... Prices of Dodge back in the 60s, they made some cool cars. It's interesting, whenever these products and companies start, you know, there's all the excitement around it. You see all kinds of people getting into the business. The next stage is all the mutual fund companies and investment companies launch specific products just to capture that 
profit, you know, whether it's a, a crypto mutual fund or a crypto exchange traded fund or a Eurythium fund, they all get launched. Even our own parent company has launched a couple of those. What's the other one that you think might blow up? Do you think it's blockchain? Blockchain is, it definitely has a place. It's an interesting way of clearing transactions, but it, it, as time has moved on, it doesn't seem to have the efficiencies that they originally thought. And we're going to have to see how that all, all goes through in the future. You know, a lot of clearing transactions took a lot more energy than, uh, than they expected. So there's a lot of talk about if it is the future. So I started looking at common characteristics that all of these products or industries have. And I just sort of made a short list of what was pretty common. Uh, When they come out, they're really new and exciting. They're exotic and everybody likes new and exciting. Uh, They all had technology as a part of it. They, and, and what, because they were new and exciting and because it was technology, lots of players flooded the marketplace. So you come out and you think you've got this great product. The only problem is, is you've just asked the competition to join you at the table. And they may even develop products that are better than yours, making your product not as good. The market's efficient. And by what that means is lots of people are gonna join big companies will start taking notice. You know, even if you look at the, this whole robo-advisor thing, all the big banks and investment companies are now joining the game, whether they're buying out some small player or they're starting their own. If it's, if it's exciting and new, players are going to come into it. The other thing that I've seen with all of them is they're expensive. It's not cheap to build a friggin' car. It's not cheap to build a plane, to build a phone very expensive and probably because of that, a low profit margin. And each of those technologies has to get better all the time. The, the, the technology that started, remember like think of even cell phones, that can tell phone that I had, I still have it in my garage in a drawer. The thing was weight a ton. And look at what we have today as our cell phone with everything all built into this tiny little gadget that we can fit in our back pocket. Yeah, it may be the problem is the startup cost for the early, the first companies to invent this stuff is so extreme and they don't have enough of a patent protection to protect all the future revenue from that product. You know, when you go back, even when we go back to the Wright brothers, they, they spent their whole lives trying to fight for how to fly. But as soon as they did, they, they could patent certain parts of it, but they couldn't patent the whole idea of an airplane, right? So they, they couldn't protect all the revenues from flying in the future, weren't going to go back to them. And same thing with cell phones and things like that. They'll get a certain area of the cell phone, but eventually once you have Motorola and those companies have worked on developing it, people took off where they left and uh, they can profit in that area. So I guess the lesson of the day is don't get too excited about all these new creations. Get excited that they're there. We're going to be able to take advantage of them in our lifetime. You know, where would we be without automobiles, planes, cell phones, et cetera? But they don't necessarily make great investments. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group. 
of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.